our listeners who are joining in on this new episode. Sergio and I are back for a new podcast of Sam and Sergio, Sergio and Sam. Uh, we previewed in our last episode that we are going to be talking about Hispanic versus Latino. Uh, we're going to talk about ethnicity and race a little bit. Obviously, it's a touchy subject, but Sergio and I are decent people, so we'll, we'll approach it very lightly. So, Sergio, the first topic we're going to talk about is what it means to be Hispanic. What would be your definition of that? So, I, I, I have to mention the, uh, the term Latino as well when I mm-hmm. explain this. Uh, the reason why I do is because, to me, Hispanic is any Spanish-speaking nation from Central America and the Caribbean down as far south as Uruguay, Argentina, and uh, Chile. So to me, if you're from South America, Central America, or the Caribbean, and you speak Spanish, because your nation does, including mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, uh, and Puerto Rico is more, uh, it's a territory, but still it has its, it has its own like national identity, at least, mm-hmm. uh, you are Hispanic. But Latino to me means you are either Hispanic or something else, because now you can include someone like from Brazil who speaks Portuguese, but their version of it, right? Just like in Spanish, you've got Dominicans speaking Spanish one way, Mexicans speaking Spanish another, and Uruguayans and then Colombians speaking their own Spanish, Peruvians as well. Uh, Even people from Spain speak with that. You know, we always make fun of it. It's like the lisp, but it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool at the same time. But uh, Latino to me genuinely means it can expand out to even any language that came from the Romance languages, which means uh, Italian, Romanian, Catalan, a bunch of other things that you'll find in Europe that has ancestral history tied to South and Central America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was going to say my definition of an Hispanic is fairly the same as yours. I I would just kind of simplify it and say any country that speak Spanish, including Spain, due to colonization from Spain. Do you agree? So would you even include the Spanish-speaking country in Africa? So that's the thing. I would not because I feel it's not enough of a national identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are Spanish speakers in Africa and other countries. We, You and I have discussed because your girlfriend is Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Filipinos have a lot in common with Hispanics even up to the food. And some we have words and similarities with them. Tagalog and Spanish have a lot of similar words with uh, between each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, Filipinos, at the end of the day, are not Hispanic. They are more, if anything, they're closer to Southeast Asian or uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Polynesian. If anything, I know that they're technically not Polynesian. I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and say that's fact, but they're somewhere in that spectrum as opposed to Hispanic or Latino. Yeah, I agree with you when it comes to the Philippines. I asked Africa specifically because they do speak Spanish in that country and they were colonized by Spain. But in the sense that their cultural identity is Hispanic, it's a little different to, you know, what you see in South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. Right. And it would, it's not that I I don't want to involve them in. I just feel like at that point, it's another part of the spectrum Mm -hmm. for them. Uh, they, They can identify as something else. It's not that they're not good enough or anything. It's just for... For classification purposes, I don't believe that they are Hispanic or Latino, just like, I don't know, uh, would you consider an Angolan Latino just because they have ties to Portugal and Brazil? I wouldn't yeah. say so. That's you know? a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, they have their own Pan-African identity, regardless exactly. of language and colonization history. 
Yeah, and re- respect to that because there's nothing. I I respect Pan Africanism. It's great. It's amazing. But technically, Angolans aren't the same as Brazilians or Portuguese, even though they are involved in that whole colonization thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I I just thought it'd be interesting to bring up. Um, because of you know what we're discussing today, and so you mentioned the difference between Hispanic versus Latino, Hispanic being purely Spanish, and Latino being you know you included um, Brazilians who speak uh, Portuguese, and I I to that certain extent I understand what you're saying, but you did talk about you wanted wanted to include uh, French, Italians, um, other Catalan uh, languages, and even Romanian, right? Which well, is like... it, it's not that I wanted to include them. It's more like I want to discuss it because I do consider someone like French or uh, what's another one? Uh, Italian. Because I picked up a little bit of Italian in high school. I'm not saying I'm fluent in it, but you start to notice the similarities between the languages. And then you realize that all these languages pay a patronage to the one original language, which was Latin, which is mm-hmm. now not really used commonly, you know? Mm-hmm. What I was going to mention is that I do think there should be some kind of structure some new kind of unification between those latin derived languages which is you know what what's considered a, a romance language if anybody doesn't know what that is uh, you google it it generally means any language that derives from latin like we mentioned any catalan language which is spoken in all of spain italian french um portuguese romanian which is a balkan romance language which is really rare but interesting and spanish yeah sorry I, I did say spain but um there should be some kind of unification and, and groupification of that group. I just don't think it should be considered Latino. Uh, okay. That's, then that, that means that the terms Hispanic and Latino are really up in the air because this is something that I wanted to mention. Uh, everyone thinks that just because they learned it here in America, that that's the way it is. That's you gotta, you gotta open up your mind a little more because, uh, just like we're the only ones who use the uh what is it we use the empirical system right when Mm -hmm. it comes to measuring we use inches and we use certain measurements for uh units of measurement we are the only ones in the world that do that besides malaysia and if you think that that means anything just go look at their flag and then you'll be like oh shit maybe you know i don't i don't know if if they're just being original or if they're just copying again, you get me? <laughs> yeah. So go look up Malaysia's flag and then you'll be like, all right, maybe they're copycats a little bit. But the only two countries in the world that use the empirical system when it comes to units of measurement are the United States and Malaysia. Everyone else uses the metric system, which is meters, kilograms. And people even say that I, I picked up cooking. This is irrelevant, but I picked up cooking as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And they always recommend that if you want to do pro cooking, you use the metric system as opposed to the empirical system because it's more accurate. And that goes to show that the way maybe we define Latino and Hispanic in America on the census bureaus and when they ask you what you identify as, I believe that's even wrong. And sounds ballsy. I'm not trying to come high and mighty, but I do believe that it is misdefined. I don't, that's not a word, but it is wrongly defined. It is not the proper definition of Hispanic and Latino. And when you really dig into the roots of how all of it came to be, I do believe that there should be a checking up on that. Like we should do a rain check on what that even means. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Just because, you know, it's done a certain way here in America doesn't mean it's necessarily the correct way. And especially your example of the census and other government forms, 
it's really whacked out the way they make certain people pick ethnicity and race and not just for us Hispanics, for other groups. And we'll talk about that later, but you're right. It's, it's really messed up, but specifically referring to Latino and including those groups or the definition of it. Usually I think the context matters, right? So it's usually being Latino being short for Latin America, specifically Latin America, which is why I think there should be another term coined for the unification of other Romance languages. Context matters. Even in Europe, some people refer as Latinos, they're using it short for Latin American. That's why it usually means that, what it means today. So right. if you want to include other countries like Italian, French, etc., we can, but maybe in another term for it. Right. And so my response to what you have to say is what really defines, you know, Latin America, what defines a person as that? Because, again, uh, so people have dif- people have had different histories like uh, Peru. You can see that they obviously mixed with Asians. And that's why even till today, they're the only Hispanics that heavily use soy sauce in their cuisine, which is awesome. It's good. But you can see that there are colonial differences and mm-hmm. cultural mixes uh, like Colombia. We are known for having a heavy German ancestry population and people from Spain. Uh, Uruguay, I came to learn from dating a Uruguayan for a while that they have heavy similarities with Italians specifically. I've been to very professional Italian like uh, bakeries and their desserts are the same desserts that their uh, her family makes here. And mm-hmm. I, I was amazed by it. And I was like, you guys are basically Italians just, you know, in South America. Mm-hmm. Crazy to me. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say regardless of those differences through through these differences i think there's unity because being hispanic it's a a giant mix-up of things look at the caribbean one of the most diverse places in the world and these people are still considered hispanic and in this certain instance you have a mixture of spain you have a mixture of the natives who used to live there and africa and like you said in uruguay it's italians and spaniards in peru you have a lot of asians so through all that mixture there's there's unity does that make sense uh, that's actually why we wanted to make the episode, remember? So right. the point of this episode is that we wanted to remind everyone that speaks Spanish and comes from a Hispanic nation, including Spain, uh, which I disagree with you on. I don't believe they're Hispanic because, like I said, for me, it's drawing the line at the Caribbean from like Cuba and Puerto Rico across to Mexico and all the way down south. And unfortunately, Spain is not involved in that. But I do believe that they are like the motherland. That's where we all kind of came from, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the point of this episode was to basically bring knowledge to everyone that we are more unified than we think. Everyone thinks that, oh, you know, I'm Mexican. They're Argentinian. We're nothing alike. You guys are closer than you really think. I agree with you on that. Um, we were discussing the plans for this episode and. One, it was to bring unity amongst Hispanics, and it was also to educate people on how, just because you don't look a certain way or, you know, you're not specifically from a certain Latin American country, you could still be Hispanic, right? Right, and uh, you, you can see many examples of this. I, I got, you know, singled out a lot because I look Jewish and white, but I'm straight up Colombian, and I'm from Medellin. I am from Escobar town. So if mm-hmm. Escobar is Colombian, I'm Colombian, you know? <laughs> uh, the only difference between me and him is that I was born on this side of the border, and I even have 
siblings who were born on that side of the border. They're not U.S. born. So it's really it was I'll admit it. It was really insulting for other Hispanics back in Elizabeth to tell me that I'm not truly Hispanic. Uh, I really always I was never ashamed of being Hispanic or anything. I love you know, I love the food and the culture and the music. Uh, But I I wanted to unify people so that they know even within Hispanics and Latinos, there are different colors, races, and looks. And instead of trying to separate, we need to unify together and help each other out. Maybe you'll come across a white Cuban who doesn't speak Spanish as good, but instead of putting him down, let's talk about how we can teach him to master his own kind of Spanish, his own Cuban Spanish, you know? So he sounds like he's straight out of Miami. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you brought up the example where you were mistaken for Jewish or white and in the opposite side of the spectrum, especially after I moved to California, I've been mistaken a lot for African-American. And obviously it's not insulting because they think we're other races. It's insulting because they don't acknowledge that we're Hispanic. Right. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being mistaken for white or black. It's just that it's not who we are. And part of you, you mentioned you could be a different color or a different race and still be Hispanic and, and that's beautiful to me. You could look a little blacker, you could look a little whiter, you could have dark Afro hair, or you could have blonde hair and you're still Hispanic. If we teach people these differences and still acknowledge, oh, that person's still Hispanic, yeah, we, we could be a lot more of a unity within us. Of course, yeah. I believe that especially in times like this, I'm calling for is a unity within a, an ethnicity, a unity within a people. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I find it, inspiring when like black lives matters comes together and they say you know we're all we're all black we're all one let's come together Mm -hmm. i also believe that hispanic and latinos should be able to do that and we shouldn't uh, the the thing that kills me about the u.s census bureau is that we're told that we have to identify as white my thing that kills me about having to identify as white is that i am not caucasian you know And like I mentioned in our Origins episode, I got caught between the worst of both worlds. So Hispanics never considered me to be truly Hispanic. But then white people knew, they knew it. It's like a sense that they have that I was not white. They were like, this guy is Latino or Middle Eastern or something. He is not white. So my point is, it just wasn't the best feeling because it's like I was a mutt. It was like everyone was playing hot potato with me. And, you know, it's not that I need to be accepted. It's just... I don't even I can't even learn about where I came from or who I am if nobody's willing to let me in and say, hey, this is who you are or this is where you came from. Let me show you a little bit about your history. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think maybe this is an oversimplification, but let me know what you think. They should just void the race question if you put that you're Hispanic slash Latino on the census. Absolutely. I agree with that. I believe that. And and again, this is going to be something we get into in the next episode if you want to. Um, I never benefited from any kind of white privilege. That's what kills me is that I don't have family that passed down money that came from some sort of old time, you know, old money or something that came from slavery. None of of that. My Mm -hmm. parents are no different than the dark skinned Mexicans that hopped the border. And I mean that in a very literal way, because many people get here by visa. I'm sorry, but my parents hopped the wall more than once they they did it through sea and through through the mexican border so we know what it is to have to to have to endure that kind of coyote trip i personally don't thank god but my sisters do 
and my parents do. And they suffered all that just so that their kids can come here and be told by other Hispanics, you're not Hispanic enough, you know? Because mm-hmm. and, and the thing that kills me about Hispanics doing that is that when Hispanics get here, I, when I see them struggling with learning English, I teach them. You know, I'm like, hey, let me show you a little bit about this. Let me show you a little bit about that. But when you don't know Spanish, Spanish people, especially in low-income communities like Elizabeth, they shun you. And they're like, how could you not be good enough? How could you not? And that's just not the right way to do things, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it becomes a little more complicated when you go to other countries or even within Colombia where, you know, you mentioned your side of the family is a little whiter looking and you also have Colombians who look a little more black, right? So they might be confused when they come to the U.S. and fill out a census. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing is that I only look white because of my father's side. He has Spaniard ancestry, which... You know, you can easily go to Spain and see that people are very fair-skinned and light-skinned. Mm-hmm. But my mom and I took an ancestry DNA test. We have native roots to Colombia. We're not Native Americans to the United States, but we have native roots to Colombia on my mom's side. And she looks, you know, when she gets a when she gets a little bit of a tan, she looks like, uh, you know, like she does look a little Native American in the face. Mm-hmm. So. It's not fair that, you know, I have to identify as white. Just I have blood in me, too, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. Um, so and, you know, not to I don't want to take away from the races that come with being Hispanic, because with being Hispanic, like I mentioned before, and you sort of disagreed is, you know, in some countries you do have a mixture of white people or black people or Asians or natives. And we should embrace that. Don't get me wrong. But when you come to the U.S. and you felt the census, it could get a little complicated. Of course, it's confusing because we're going by Caucasian man's terms and they're wrong on their terms. Why are we grouped up into the same group mm-hmm. as them when we did nothing to anyone? We showed up here and we, we were abused equally. We were mistreated equally. Mm-hmm. You know, we were there wasn't a huge uh, Hispanic uh, slavery trade going on here in the United States. But we had slavery in Colombia, too. You know, people suffered in Colombia. People mm-hmm. suffered in South America and even in Central America. I, I do have a question regarding the race. So, for example, you know, we have a census here in the U.S. and it makes you feel a race section a little confusing for us. But in other countries, Dominican Republic, Colombia, they have these censuses, too, that they do every 10 years. And in those surveys, they also make their citizens fill out the race section. So how do you view it from that angle? I think that's where it gets political. And um, it's, it's the no surprise that even as recent as 10, 20 years ago, some countries still struggled with their uh, embassies and consulates and figuring all this classification stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got countries that if you hit them up about someone who's 50 years old, like, I don't know, I don't mean to talk bad, but if you hit up like a, a less fortunate country like Guatemala or something and you reach out, to their embassies and their politicians, you ask them for records on someone and they're going to tell you before a certain date, we may not have those records because record keeping just wasn't as secure as it was in the United States in the 70s and 80s. It's, it was very common for countries in Latino America to lose track of their own people. So I, I believe it's just kind of like they're winging it and they just try to convince us that it's professional and it's done by these 100% people who are never wrong. And that's why I'm here to question it because 
I question the credibility of these people who just established these rules and said, don't question me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I mean, even if they were established with credibility, there's nothing wrong with maybe wanting to modernize it, like the U.S. census itself. Exactly. Because even in the United States, we've seen that there were scientists and people who were very intelligent, graduated Harvard and Ivy League. They they had set standards and they had set this and they had set that. But then those standards were challenged as time went on mm-hmm. because they weren't as accurate as thought of before. So I'm saying that now about identifying Hispanic or Latino. I believe the definition of it has been perverted in a way. It's been changed to what it doesn't really actually mean. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say perverted. I just think things get complex over time. Uh, I don't I don't even I, I know that's your opinion. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. To, I, I'm not trying to say you're wrong or anything. What I am mm-hmm. saying is that politics got involved. And at some point, people were like, you know, we're not going to get too into it. So let's just, you know, give them a little something to work with and tell them this is the way it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and we'll get into it more in other episodes. Um, it's a complex and very, you know, it's a complicated thing to talk about. And just diving into it for 20 minutes obviously isn't enough, but we hope that people could learn from it. And, and obviously, these are our own, our own opinions. We want it to be right, but at the end of the day, it's our own opinions. And we just hope to help the conversation progress. Yeah. And like I said, the whole point of bringing this up was not only so that me and you can talk. We're not supposed to be teaching the world here. We're bringing up as we learn as well. Uh, I feel like we've read up a decent amount on this and talked about it for a couple of years already. Mm-hmm. But I'm open to inviting someone that is of Hispanic or Latino origin. And if they want to express their opinions on here, feel free, especially if you're from our hometown, Elizabeth, please feel free to hit us up. We'll talk to you. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook and we're probably going to be spreading to more social media platforms. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do want old and new friends coming on to uh, debate on what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, you know, we want to see what your opinions are like i said this is our what our opinions are aren't factual if you give us a reason to change our minds then we absolutely will and i i think that's a good ending for specifically the the latino versus hispanic conversation there was one last thing i wanted to bring up i just hope that people listening out there don't feel intimidated uh don't feel like you can't come on to here and say what you got to say just be respectful be uh, intellectual be be as smart as you can be and as respectful as you can be. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, don't do any, don't do or say anything that, you know, you, you shouldn't say. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you completely disagree with us, come on and, and we'll just talk about it and see where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so the next topic I want to talk about, it's, it's somewhat related, but it doesn't have to do with Hispanics. It's um, Middle Easterns in the US. And the fact that the census tells them to fill out that they're Caucasian. Which blows my mind. How does that work? (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand that because they weren't saying that around 9-11. You get me? Mm -hmm. Because when it came to 9-11, all of a sudden, Saudi Arabians were another type of people, you know? Mm -hmm. But we all know that if you fly out to Morocco, Northern Africa, Middle East, and that whole area, you get a lot of fair-skinned people out there that are Muslim. And you also get a lot of darker people who are, you know, the stereotypical brown right right of course so is it one of those things where it aligns with hispanic where 
if you know if they put in their Middle Eastern, they should just void the race question. I think that they have their own debate to go about. I and I can't even speak for that because I have nothing to do with Middle Eastern origin. Um, yeah, I do know some people that could probably elaborate on that. Uh, they could come on to here. I know this kid that he's half Italian, half Afghanistani, mm. and it's interesting to see him because he looks like me, and he looks like he can pass for Latino. But then again, he looks like Middle Eastern, just like I do. So a lot of people thought I was Jewish, but then they couldn't figure out if I was Hispanic or Jewish. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, we can't talk too much about it because we're not Middle Eastern. But it's it's interesting to bring up that the government makes them fill out Caucasian. And I'm sure they feel weird about that, too. Uh, yeah. They don't I feel, feel I feel or identify as Caucasian, obviously. Yeah, that makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm. We're, none of us are Caucasian. None of us benefited off of the white man's uh, privilege, the 200-year head start they had before minorities got their civil rights, uh, thanks to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about the Hispanic versus Latino. Obviously, Sergio and I have some differences, but you know we continue to talk about it. There's obviously ways to make the issue better, but there's no right answer necessarily on that, I think. Yeah, it's, I would say that even the, the thing that we're told that is fact, which is the U.S. Census Bureau, is up for debate. Even the U.S. Census Bureau is mm-hmm. up for debate. So my opinion's up for debate. Anyone can be wrong. Anyone can be right. Yeah, I agree. And that's been a really intriguing episode. If you have anything to finish off on, Sergio? Uh, no, that's all. But thank you for having me on, Sam. I always love these conversations with you that we always have through text messages. But now we're doing it here on the uh, podcast. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you to our listeners who have been showing support, and especially our, 